Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 348. Linz is with me, as well as Charles, but Charles is being kind of mum, so he's saving his breath until he can say a few words later on. <laughs> yes. Because that's exactly how it's been. That is what is happening. Uh, but besides that, uh, we talked a lot about this past year. Really, there was no format to what we talked about. No. It just kind of was some of our favorites. Yeah. yeah. Within the industry and everything. TV shows, movies. Etc., etc. Uh, Linz and Charles got into some Aquaman review. Yeah. We did. <laughs> yeah. And then we actually had a wedding this year. The first full wedding in Whoa. comic books in a while, I feel. The first full planned wedding. I lost got married. Rogue and Gambit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot but that, that was came un- about. That was unplanned. Yes. Yes. So with that, uh, sit back and, and go into a new year fresh with some Drunk on Comics podcast in your ears. And enjoy Drunk on Comics podcast episode 348, Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. Found it. I did. I wasn't going back far enough. Well, everyone, uh, now that that uh, <laughs> crisis is averted, <laughs> it took you damn near 20 minutes it to did. find one was, name in a book. I was going in the wrong direction. It's not my fault. You looked at every single page five no. times. You could have reread that book. I didn't go through the whole book. That was my problem. I started where I thought it would have so been like you were after. one page over? Yeah, pretty much. Well, we'll get to that mystery person (laughs) and much more in this week's rousing Drunk on Comics. That was not how I was planning on starting, but uh, I hit record when I thought it was quiet, and then you just started, there it is. Well, I'm volatile at best, so. (laughs) Oh, it's uh, always got to do some some corrections when we know we made mistakes. Uh Uh-oh. Last week I said, you know, see you next year, but that's technically a right. lie. Yes. If I actually do the editing and get this actually put out <laughs> on New Year's Eve, but it's technically still 2018. Yes, it is. Although, as well, I could have easily just said, oh, I'm just going to post this on Tuesday and make Don't it do next that. year. Everyone's going to be hungover on Tuesday. I guess that would be a good time to listen to our podcast, though. Or they could listen to it while they're setting up all their decorations. Yes. Fun night. Yes. New Year's Eve. Fun. What a fun. I, I enjoy the closing of one year, the turning into another. What is time? <laughs> Man. I mean, really? <laughs> I get another day older. Yes. Another year older. Another day. I guess every day is another day older. It is true. Every day you are another day older. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me, the philosopher over here. Yeah. Um, but uh, with it being the end of the year, just uh, want to reflect on some things of the year. Okay. 
Might as well start right now. Let us reflect. Linz, what was your favorite book that has come out in this past year? I'm like new. That's a good question. So my favorite thing, my favorite book that has come out this year was actually not a book that came out in stores. It was a Kickstarter that I did, and it was Destiny, Destiny New York Volume Two from Pat Shand. Fucking love that book. And if you haven't read Destiny New York Part One or Two, fucking get them both. Because now you just ruined the question of what was your favorite Kickstarter book of the year. <laughs> it's working on three right now, and it's such a fun little book about. Girls who are magical or used to be magical, but now they're not, and the shit that they have to deal with. And for a man, he writes women very well. So it's just a really good read. That was probably my favorite one. Well, that's not new, though. Yes, it is. It came out this year. You said, but okay, I'm saying new property. New pro. It was new. new. It came out this year. <laughs> you said it was volume two, and you said yeah. it wasn't new this year. Oh, uh, well. It was, you asked me what my favorite book was this year. You didn't ask me what my favorite new book was. I'm pretty year. sure I said new. I could rewind and listen to it, but I'm not really going to get into <laughs> And it is technically a new book, just because it's part two. Uh, I did like uh, White Knight, though. Batman, White Knight. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Yeah. That was probably my other favorite one that came out this year. I, I realized what I was going to say then kind of, it is not a new property. I was going to say the dreaming. Yeah, yeah. Busted my fucking balls. <laughs> but it's a new, it's a totally new book. Even though there's some characters that've been there, it wasn't published beforehand. But yeah, that so, was good. That was good, and I enjoyed reading that as well. I mean, it was new to me. No, I think it's hard. I mm, okay. I take back everything that I said to you. About. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> well, no, because I mean, then we would get into just your favorite overall story to be with. I'm trying to think of a new proper prodigy. Okay, that's only like a week old, but oh, I think that's probably yeah one of my that's good favorite new. Although White Knight was great, I also really enjoyed reading Ice Cream Man, which I believe started this year as well. Yeah. That was a good little series. I look forward to more from that. It's such a creepy series. It is. It is. It works though. They do it. They do a very familiar trope, right? Doing the the tales from the crypt or the those sort of shows or that sort of comic book Black Mirror shit. They take that trope and they 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 do it in a way that it doesn't feel old, which is hard to do sometimes when you're redoing something that so many other people have done. I would say best story arc and oh it, it, there's so many good things to choose from but also without having tried to think of this ahead of time to start like I just thought the first thing that pops in my mind because obviously that would probably be something that is stuck with you sure so I can't necessarily definitively say that this is the best but it is for I guess for me personally and it is the shattered grid hmm. the Power Rangers mm -hmm. storyline it was just so fucking good yeah and the ramifications since then, I've still been reading Power Rangers, and it's been nuts and different and amazing. Uh, something that I didn't think I would have seen happen within the book, and how quickly they got to that within the series. Like, let's not wait 50 issues and six years later to do something huge. Let's do it within the first two. Right. Set the seeds early on within the first year. Like, that's some dedication to a book, and also... 
I don't know how they're going to top this. Right. I um, <clears throat> My favorite arc... Uh, well, I have two very different ones, and they're they're my favorite for different reasons. Um, Descender ended this year. I knew you were going to say that. And that whole fucking series and the ending of it were all amazing. So, And I'm looking forward to the sequel to that book, but uh, I was... I mean, that, that book was just... It fucking gets you right in the heart, right? <clears throat> so good. Um... <laughs> Jean Grey returned this oh year. Oh my god, that is a terrible... <laughs> Listen, the the return of Jean Grey, the actual return of Jean Grey series, not great. Did not enjoy it. The covers of those books were fucking awesome. That's probably about it. But, uh, Jean Grey returned this year. And that gave me X-Men Red, which was actually a very good book. And I cried almost every single fucking issue of that book. So, because <laughs> I'm a big softie. Um... And gave back the gene that, you know, everyone remembers, the heart of the X-Men and, and thus. So it wasn't the actual return of Jean Grey, but it was the return of Jean Grey. The real Jean Grey. Which, young Jean Grey is gone now, so. We'll get I was going to say, are you, are you, are we'll get, you we'll, know about all that? We'll get, yeah, we'll get into that. I, I can review it later when we do actual book oh, reviews. Oh, cool, because, yeah, there's a lot of shit I want to talk about yeah. that... What do you think, uh, favorite artist or art depiction? Oh, fuck. My favorite art actually came from Damned this year. What, the Batwing? Yeah. Well, that, but the, the artist in that, was it Lee Bermejo? Yeah. Holy shit, is this a beautiful book. And we, I mean, that's when we first talked about the first issue, we talked about how beautiful this book was. And I stand by it. It's such a good book. Um, but I've also really been enjoying Cursed. Curse Words. Not Cursed. Curse Words. And that, of course, is... Um, uh, what the fuck's his name? Why can't I remember? He did God Hates Robert Astronauts. Brown. Yeah, Ryan Brown. Ryan Brown. Yeah. That's Ryan Brown, and I love his art. It's fun. It's just fun art. I would have to say... Oh, God, there's so much... It's the different styles, it's the different, but I'm going to go towards the dreaming. Um, it's Bill, Billquis Evely. Um, I'm not saying that right, I Probably know that. Probably not, yeah. But if you ever open up a Sandman, because there's all these four different books in the Sandman thing, mm -hmm. this is the most, I feel, most Sandman-ish, mm. because it has to deal with the dreaming, where the other things are some other abstracts and other parts uh of that realm it's so good whenever you read up any of the old sandman it's just psychic it's like you took drugs yeah Trippy. and then you see all these extra small little details or stuff that doesn't make sense but it's just a cool like pattern in the wind of leaves and it's right it's hard to describe but it's just beautiful uh in and of itself feel that's probably some of the best art. Yeah. And I'm not knocking... I honestly think when I'm reading certain uh, big publisher books, I do like certain the realistic style, like the DC Tao style, you know? We knock at it for the most part. I do enjoy that. Actually, yeah. that's some of... It helps me uh, get... It helps you pay attention to the story better. Yes. Because yeah. sometimes when there's art... It, 
it will leave you. It can be you... distracting. Yeah. Yes. Which is like, so with Damned, right? I'm so busy looking at the art in it that sometimes I lose track of, you know, where somebody's name is in the book. <laughs> 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 because I'm too busy looking at the fucking art. Uh, so I get it, but, you know, and, and props to people, props to artists that can do a house style because, you know, most artists have their own style. And my guess is, is when they are hired to do house style, they have to basically mimic a style. And that's equally impressive. I will say probably uh, uh, second favorite, uh, mainly to give him some props to because he needs it because no one knows his name, uh, Ryan Stegman <laughs> and Venom. <laughs> I, I kid, I kid. But, uh, I mean, I've always been a huge fan of his uh, since we met him many years ago and his work on Spider-Man was top notch I was sad when he was kind of doing some other things but I'm glad he's back within a webbed type book sure. and he's really good at Venom I mean hands down he's good at anything Spider-Man that universe mm -hmm. he's, good at, he's just good at anything period but I think where he uh, is far above other artists is in the webbing and like the movements like it just looks natural um sure and that book has just been hella good yeah i didn't think i think it oh. was going to be with the what the the way they're hyping it like all these years there's been this god of the you know right. symbiotes and everything i'm like all right it's a little far-fetched no yeah. Fucking awesome. I think the Spider-Man world property, so Spider-Man, Venom, Carnage, probably, like, if you're going to follow, the, like, a series or, like, particular offshoot of characters throughout a whole year, I would say that the, the Webheads had the best year in terms of books coming out. Oh, God, the Into the... Or the edges. spider Geddon. Yeah, spider yeah, That was what... good. Um, then the Venom book, the Carnage book that just came out that I reviewed was fucking awesome. So I... If you put aside the Venom movie, <laughs> which was even all, all... You know, it was all right. But uh, I think in terms of comics especially, they probably had the best year in terms yeah. of stuff coming out, collectively as a whole. What about small publishers... What do you think the best thing that you've read? Oh, man. I would, like... I don't want to say that... Uh, Again, I have to go back to my Kickstarter book. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel Xenoscope is a small publisher, but, I mean, it's pretty much not yeah. Marvel right. or DC. And I really loved Bell Beast Hunter. Yeah? Like, I don't know why... Well, I do know why, because Beauty and the Beast is my favorite of all the Disney sure. movies and stories. The tale's old as time. Come on. <laughs> but uh, to see that flipped around and how that uh, came out from Xenoscope was really well done. And all their books that they do uh, with their strong female characters, mm -hmm. great all around. Uh, I do think more people should pick up those books and realize that the TNA sells on the covers, but there's actually substance to those books. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always really enjoy reading anything from Black Mask Studios. I can't say that there was one book in particular that I read this year from them that I really, really liked. 
pretty much anything that I read from them I really, really like. Um, there's a lot I haven't read, so I can't say that everything they put out is golden, but I do get to read quite a bit. Uh, perks of the job. And, <laughs> and they're always, to me, this is the, this is the studio that when a writer and an artist go around and they shop their ideas, everyone else is like, I don't know if that's really the message we're trying to put out. And then Black Mask Studios is like, yeah, sure, bring it on over here. So because I like weird shit and I like things pushed to the edge and, you know, marginalized communities and stuff like that, it is always my favorite uh, small press studio to read anything out of. All right. Uh, what about your, well, it's hard to say new characters that came out, but is there any new character that you think come out? I mean, I'm thinking of this particularly for one character, one character only. For you? Yeah. Who's that? The Batman Who Laughs. Oh, oh yeah. Actually, all of those Batman were pretty great. I enjoyed most of those iterations. Actually, and I, no, I'm going to, I would say Sideways was one of my new yeah. favorite characters and how they set it up so pissed i just heard again that the another one of their books uh that came out of the dark knights is also being canceled i only think they have like one more out of the initial 12 mm. so sad that sideways ending still uh i'll say i like the new direction they've took uh the hulk in the immortal hulk with the Amadeus cho version no 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 with now with bruce banner bruce. being back okay but the way they've set it up is pretty much he's immortal now. So if Bruce Banner were to ever die, because he did die for about a year. Right. And then uh, steve uh American, came over. I don't know that you've ever used that phrase. And if you have, I, have I forgotten about it. Uh, and it's amazing. Evil Captain America. Yeah, I got exactly who it was and, when and, you said it. And when he took over and everything, he was Bruce was dead and then kind of came back oh. and... What they've established now is that he, Bruce is immortal and the Hulk will always somehow regenerate. The brain will always come out. And so there's a very big dynamic between the two right now. Sure. That I haven't seen in a Hulk book in well over a decade. And I used to read a lot of the Hulk, then kind of got sick of them doing the same tropes right. over and over again. You were not a fan of the Amadeus Cho Hulk either. I, I was, think. no, but I was happy when he finally, at first, I mm -hmm. didn't like how it was portrayed then. Right. I love Amadeus Cho, and I thought, yeah, this is his time to shine, because he's never really, you know, had powers, he's just been super smart, which is a power in of itself, you can invent things, but it's cool to see certain characters, that great responsibility um, with power and stuff, right. that saying, whatever it is, I can't remember, when you see some of these characters who think or you think as a reader, oh, they'd be perfect with that power. Then you realize they don't understand what they're asking for. Right. The curse of power. I don't think that it was all that was kind of written all that well, but yeah. Case Rossera. Um, I really enjoy, and so all the characters in the Sandman universe are kind of new to me because I wasn't. Uh, an avid reader of Sandman when they reintroduced the property this year. But I did especially really enjoy Dora from The Dreaming. Um, I love her fucking attitude, and I love that nobody knows who the fuck she is or where she came from or what the hell she's there for, and that she just kind of does whatever the fuck she wants. I love that you're still reading it, though, because <laughs> those are books that I have few people that 
have read them. Yeah. Although everyone knows about them and right. says how great they are. Sure. I need to get you into fables. I have read fables. I just, by the t- I read it and then I dropped off and it was one of those books that was always going. So by the time I got back onto it, it had gone so far that I, the idea of catching up seemed impossible. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much to read, but. Um, what, uh, in the past year was your favorite nerdy TV show? Um, Excellent question, and I was actually thinking about this one earlier today because I was trying to remember what I've all watched this year, and I feel like there was a lot, but there was a lot more I didn't watch. And I would have to say the best thing that I watched this year was Happy. That show... Did it tell you I started watching it? You did. Okay. It is so... And we just... Because it was originally... It's a sci-fi show but it was originally on youtube as well and um and now it's on netflix so everybody go fucking watch it it's christopher maloney is awesome in that show Patton oswald is amazing as well and the director of this show is awesome it's beautifully shot yeah i'm like this is a huge production every decision they make with the way they shoot that show, costume design, just dialogue, everything is so like so fucking perfect. It I think is my so favorite good. thing about it is trying to explain it to friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's so much fun watching their faces go, "What?" Yeah, yeah. It it's a really good show, and it, it's not. <clears throat> yes, it's based on a graphic novel, so it has its basis in comic books, but it's not. Like, you could watch it without being into comic books, 100%. It doesn't have that feeling of it being based in the comic book world, but it was. And you guys should also read the graphic novel because it is also very good. But very good show. Uh, just also finished the second season of The Runaways. Still really good. I'm almost there. I'm yeah. power watching through it. I would say for TV shows, in this one... It's it's hard because now I'm trying to think of all the stuff that I've watched. I know. There's so much that you lose track. And if I'm going to say just for this year, I mean, I guess doesn't need to have just come out. Uh, I'm going to quick honorable mentions. Uh, Voltron Legendary Defender mm. uh, was hella good. It's now over. Seriously, people, watch that. I will say as well, uh, Princess of Power, uh, oh, She-Ra. Yes. Surprisingly, I, I really so love that. So fucking good. Uh but I think if I'm going to put down a, everything in one basket, Sabrina. Yeah. Yeah. I think that had so much for it and so much, so many people's expectations were, because they never, a lot of people, to be honest, haven't read the comic book that this is right. based off of. And so most people that I'm recommending this to, they're like, like, Melissa Joan Hart? Like, Friendly Witch? I'm like, no, this isn't friendly anything. No. This is people dying. Yeah. This is the dark side of Sabrina, the teenage witch. And it's amazing. (laughs) I'll say, too, I mean, we can always go on to how uh, Westworld is such an amazing show, because season two came out this past year. Right. Um, I feel though those shows, they're in a space of their own. Yeah. We're just looking mainly at the the main 
What about movies? I mean, the Avengers movie was probably the best movie that came out this year. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to argue with that movie. There's, there's no movie that I've seen otherwise that I'm like. I had so much hype. Well, I had so much. Black Panther. I had some, Black Panther was very good. Um, and I've watched that a couple times and it, it, fucking, it's, I could watch it over and over and over again, but the feeling that I got when I watched the Avengers movie is by far superior to the feeling I got when I watched Black Panther, just because the whole time I was watching Avengers, it was literally like, this is what they've been building towards. It's the end of an arc. And when you read a comic book and it keeps building and building and building and they fucking manipulate everything so that it ties together and you get to the end of it and you start getting that payoff like that's where this is at right now so you you have that feeling of you know something's gonna happen the whole time you're watching that movie and it's long and you don't feel like it (laughs) which is important to me in fucking movie if it's gonna be long i don't want to get halfway through a movie and go why the fuck is this not over yet i mean 100 percent that is going to be the movie too well the next one is going to definitely beat it and i don't think anything's going to come close for many years yeah even the next phases there's going to be people sticking around but i think so many people stuck along this long for this first one it's just it's yeah it's so it's never been done before yeah once something's been done the second time it's not always making the same gold they're still going to make money right Uh, if kevin it'll be interesting to see if kevin feige is in this for the long haul because he's the mastermind behind all of this. If it weren't for him, there wouldn't be the interconnectivity between all these movies that there is. And that's what you need when you do the this sort of when you have this grand plan that you're going to basically do movies like they are a comic book series, you need somebody in charge of it. Yeah. And he's done a great job. Not all the movies were winners, but they're all important to the overall story. Just like when you read a fucking event in any comic book, there are issues where you're like, this is fucking stupid and I hate this. Why am I reading this? And then you get two issues in and you're like, oh my God, this is <clears throat> awesome. And that happens in the movies too. But I'll overall. Say an honorable mention is the Bumblebee movie. Yeah. Uh, blew my expectations. Cool. It is kind of the movie that we've always wanted and needed. Yeah. It does seem like they can set up their own new universe, but also I think that it if they they put some parts in there where it seems like the old canon is still there or can be there, just get rid of it. Go into a whole new direction. I would love that more. Um, do you have anything else from the past year the, that you can think the of? The last, the only other movie I can think of is the in the Spider Man one into the multiverse. Oh yeah, that fucking movie is worth it. The hype is real. Go fucking watch it. It's so good. And of course, I think the biggest thing that happened this past year is the passing of Stanley. Yeah, that, uh, that that was one of those celebrities that I. There's two people that I kind of really had tears. That uh, Robin Williams was the other one. Yeah, he's like my soulmate. Sure. And Stanley is just the Godfather of comics. Regardless of has he truly created every comic? No, I know he didn't create Batman. But I feel like if there wasn't a Stan Lee in this world, well, yes, there would have been Batman though because it came before. <laughs> but I'm saying the, the way I love that modern that you comics, argue with yourself. <laughs> the way modern comics are, 
He has saved a lot Marvel to do. comics. The, especially well, not just Marvel, but modern, I'm saying. Yeah. Because if there was no Marvel, who knows where the comic book world would be. Yeah. It's sad. And and once it. again, <laughs> I was reminded of his birthday because it is always my mom's birthday, yeah. as I say that every year. And of course, then I'm like, wish my mom happy birthday while also reading all these touching tributes to Stan. To Stan and I know, and Carrie Fisher died around this time, you know, a couple years ago. So it's always a sad time of the year. <laughs> happy sad time. Yeah. Well. But uh, I know you two have uh, seen Aquaman. So uh, that being one of the last big uh, movies of the year, how about let's get uh, some sort of review? I haven't seen it, so I might, you know, kind of chat in a little bit. Sure. But Charles, since you have uh, a sore throat, you haven't really said anything this past year. But I'm so glad that you've been here the whole time listening to ramble. <laughs> I'm a good listener. I just I'm always I'm always listening. Yes. Yeah. You got your sexy voice uh, on <laughs> and sniffles. Uh, so Aquaman got about 67% on Rotten Tomatoes, I think. That's impressive. It is impressive for how bad it, it is. It is. It's pretty. It's a pretty movie. It's be- it is beautifully shot. But it's basically, and, you know, I'm not, I don't think I'm ruining it because it's not going to get any better. <laughs> uh, it's basically like the story of Thor. Yeah, it's exactly there's, what it is. There's Thor, yeah. there's Loki, there's even lightning underwater. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yep. really weird. Yeah. Um, there's so many flaws in the movie when it comes to being underwater mm-hmm. that that drew me away immediately. Yeah. You remember the Ring of Fire? Yep. Yeah. All the lava? That would be just bubbles <laughs> the entire time. You wouldn't be able to see anything. <laughs> but it's magic, Charles. Oh, it's magic. right, right. right. Magic. No, yeah. that's fine. Or yeah. it's just technology that you don't understand. Yeah, that's Definitely. what it is. Um, the most, to me, the most distracting thing about this movie was the the score and the music in it. I could not stop paying attention to it because it was so bad. I didn't even. Oh my hear god, anything. it was so strange. distracting to me. That is so strange. <laughs> They'd have techno music playing. Oh, you know what? You know what? There was a moment when I was like, "What is this?" Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Okay. So when was that? What it was. It was. Cr- and then, like, they. So the other thing that really bothered me. Oh, the the well, the, he and he and the girl are yes. walking, right? Yes. Um, in the city. Yes. And she gets flowers. That music that was playing. Yes. Don't listen to the lyrics, everybody, because it'll confuse you. <laughs> it's a lot of a lot of terrible choices. Very distracting. Um, that scene in particular, okay. and the Black Manta building his suit thing unnecessary to the entire film true both of them i thought they could had no effect on anything cut them out her eating that rose and that whole romantic comedy bit that they did with that was fucking terrible i don't like edit guys it's funny that you guys are hating (laughs) on this when i hear from everyone and their moms literally that they loved it well you know he was very sexy in the movie (laughs) (laughs) what do you think of jason momoa I man, I had such high hopes for him, but his acting. You didn't think his he was an eye candy though. Yeah, definitely eye candy. You know, okay, he's for I was, sure. If I was a girl, candy. I'd be all. Ooh. They played to that too. That was not yeah, something definitely. that they were. You like, feel like that's what's pulling more of the numbers. Shirt on the entire movie. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Until he, yeah. you know, until he did have a shirt. It actually looked pretty cool. That. His little green and gold. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The traditional green and gold. How he got that was interesting. Um. <sighs> One of the big things right now is Arthur. How Arthur got yeah. that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The... yeah. <laughs> it was very much a, they definitely played on the 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 sword and the stone sort of aspect of his. Oh, name. and it's also Black Panther as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
fighting f- to keep the uh, to keep the the throne. Right. right. Yep. Yep, fighting, fighting to keep the throne, fighting to keep the outside world out. Losing first, yep. and then showing back up with more strength and yep. yeah, fighting. Yeah, all the technology they have. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> Black Panther as well. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine. It's I just mean, not as good of a movie as see, that was. <laughs> the rest of the world thinks differently from you, and they've been showing their money. And this is uh, yeah, but they don't know what they're getting into. I didn't, like I said, I didn't pay for that, uh, but <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it's, it on Christmas. It's made <laughs> over seven hundred fifty million worldwide. That's a pretty good strong. It's made more number. than Justice League made its entire run. Yeah, right. Justice That's League only made six hundred fifty-seven million. So That's the boys aren't just going to see it. The fan comics, you know, they're the comic fans. Their their moms that are going. <laughs> their to. moms like, ooh, he looks. Mm-hmm. I want yeah. to see that. And you know, the, he's got a shirt off the entire time. Oh, let's go now. <laughs> this movie was <laughs> again later. Blat- <laughs> it was made for them too, and that's why they have all those the romantic comedy scenes in Italy and all this, you know, flirting back and forth between him and Mara, as they call her in the movie. I always thought it was Mira, <coughs> but hey, sounds more like Mara made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it is i i have to say with that not having seen it though i am still planning to go see it do it even with what you guys are saying sure. so there's some flaws compare that to uh justice league compare yeah. that to suicide squad and you'd probably say this is a blockbuster movie yeah, absolutely nicole to kidman suicide. kicked some ass in that oh movie. my gosh yeah mm-hmm she was probably my favorite part of that whole movie. I was watching it and I was like, "Good for you, Nicole Kidman! Look at you kicking some ass!" Probably kicking didn't. some, ass. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, go see it. We'll see what you have to say about it. All right, you did say to go see Venom, and it's or like I said, I my mind changed of totally not gonna like it. To it was a decent, but not what I wanted. So, this is yeah. probably gonna be one of those flawed, but. Okay. Yeah, movies. go see Spider-Man Into the Multiverse first, or maybe see that one after to cleanse the palette. Okay. But definitely go see that movie Do if you double, haven't seen that one yet. Feature. Holy shit, that movie is really good. That's what I've heard. Where the fuck have you been having all this time to go see all these movies, and why have you been inviting me? Because <clears throat> um, you tell me, hey, we should watch this, and then I don't invite you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... Terrible. I'm the only thing you ever invited me to was Ninja Turtles 2 Shadow of Whatever, which was punishment for something, I think. <laughs> I had free tickets. I know, but I feel like you're just like, who can I punish with this? Tony's going to suffer with me. That's fair. Um, Let's get into some book reviews. I mean, unless you have anything else that you can reflect on over the year, the nerdage. Of nerdage? Yeah. No. I mean, I, I looked up a lot of top ten lists of this, this, and it's all other people's opinions, and some of it's good, but anyone can kind of Google that. Uh, but I was really trying to look up topics, and sure, I don't know. I feel like I could be like the top best toy that Tony has bought this year, or how how has Tony spent his money inappropriately yeah. this year? Is basically was, the name of that topic. <laughs> was the last thing you bought at Toys R Us before it closed? <laughs> All right, uh, I only have one book, and that's for booze in a book, so I've not been a good good kid. No, but let's talk about, because you wanted to talk about this book, so let's talk about Extermination. Oh, yeah. Did you read this? Yes, I've read the... All right. I uh, read only a couple of the books. Is this the... This is number five. This is the last one. Yes, I've read... 
the first two I skipped, and then when I heard what this is, I read this to get the resolution. Yeah. Which I thought the resolution was great. The resolution was the best part of the whole event. Yes. So I'm kind of not upset that I missed. Yeah. There was a, it's basically the whole, it was four issues of them turning a bunch, Ahab turning a bunch of people into hounds, and Kid Cable killing the older version of himself, and then everyone trying to kill Kid Cable. And I just love that there's Kid Cable with the other Kid X-Men. Like, yeah. It just was like, they're very going meta here with having these young yeah. versions of themselves and what it all means. Yeah. Um, the resolution to this, though, is the best part. So spoilers, 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 spoilers. The, they go back to their original time, the Kid X-Men, where they belong. They should not have been here this long. I agree. I think that whole play was stupid, and it's lasted too long, and I wish they would have sent them back years ago, because they've been here for so long now. Uh, in our real-world time, five years. Yeah. Uh, that's too long for a storyline to go. I don't know. <laughs> I, that, I mean, that kind of sums up part of this decade, is the stories revolving them. You're not going to forget them. And I really, truly was starting to think they are going to be here for yeah. the long haul. Granted, knowing that this was always going to be the plan to send them back. Right. Because they had to, because of how they it just made doesn't it. doesn't make sense. Well, they made it specifically, these are 100% their, this timeline. Because with multi-dimensions and different, you know, alternative universes, they could have been from any of those, which means they wouldn't have fedec- uh, not, uh, the fuck's the correct word? I don't know what you're trying to say. I don't so. know. I think I was having a mini stroke when I was going to say that word. <laughs> Affected? Affected. There we go. <laughs> what did I say? Fidected? I don't know. It was not a word. Uh, Sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Moving lips. <laughs> so, with them affecting their... their current. Current, yes. So, like, now. Iceman finding out that he's gay, and then eventually the, the adult version realizing that he's also gay. Or, well, I think thing. a bigger one was when there was the young Cyclops looked like he was dying, and adult Cyclops kind of just disappeared. Yeah. But then they revived the younger one, and then the older one came back, seeing that, shit, if these younger selves die, right. their older selves are not going to be here. Right. Was a cool dynamic in time travel that they haven't really used in comic books to that effect. Sure. So always protect the kids to protect themselves. How they got put in the past and, like, rectified the timeline and everything felt a little but, I mean, out. It was. It was. I mean, I don't know how else they could have done it, but the fact that... The idea of Gene mind-wiping them was the only way it could have happened. Because they can't go back in time and then live the rest of their lives with all the knowledge of their future. They have to mind-wipe themselves so that the future... Which is just an easy fix. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a wrapped-up bow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The futures, the future selves know the past and the future at the same... It's just, it gets real messy when they actually go back to their appropriate timeline. I like, um, though, that they were able to then unlock the memories that the other people had, yeah, though. by closing the loop. Which does make uh, stories going forward impactful from this. It wasn't just a, they were here and then it doesn't matter because they were here type thing. Sure. We know that uh, um, Beast started to dabble in some magic. Now adult Beast, having regained his memories of his younger self, having dabbled in magic, may be able to attain some wizardry. 
Uh, and then the beast needs one more thing. <laughs> I think uh, the biggest uh, shocker for me throughout this entire storyline was how they were going to fix uh, Warren Worthington to go back to... Uh, to be the original because his wings were ripped out mm. and he had those cool fire ass wings the real Warren Worthington grew up Angel grew up with feather wings and to find out that Kid Cable has pretty much uh, grafted new yeah. wings onto him simple genius brutal right. my question is this Gene young Gene manifested during the trial of Gene Grey which is by far one of the best stories that came out of this, manifested new powers as young Gene. Does that mean that old Gene has those old powers? Old Gene has yeah. those powers. And what does that mean for young Gene when she goes back in time? <laughs> she asks, she's mind wiped, but she still has these new powers. Like, where is she going to think that they came from? Anything well, she unlocked, she said she unlocked, though. During the extermination event, so now they all unlocked everything that their younger selves knew. No, but how is young Jean gonna come to terms with the fact that she just randomly all of a sudden has a new power? Because she doesn't remember it. She she locked it. She locked the power. Yeah. So that means old Jean doesn't have the power then either. No, because now <laughs> she remembers how to tap it. It's it's up up down down left right. Ah, I see. Smash the buttons. Right. right. Before she didn't know the the Konami code or something or other <laughs> even though i didn't say the konami code correctly no. uh yes that's how i think so, it's going to be wrapped up but it was, it was a nice little event i think to end this way long overdue event they're gone yes get them out of here i'm done with them <laughs> do you have any other books that you um well i read the second issue of damned as you guys heard at the beginning of the podcast. Oh, thank you. Um, still a really beautiful book. Has Etrigan in it, which, <laughs> which was the subject of... Uh, who you were looking who for. Who I was looking for at the beginning. And the thing I like best about this book, other than the fact that it deals with Bruce's family being not perfect, because in the origin story of Batman... You get the death of his parents, but you don't get a whole lot of his childhood before that. And you just assume it was perfect, right? Because they're rich. But really, this goes into the fact that his dad was cheating on his mom, and his mom was had a private investigator who was following him, and all this other stuff that was going on in Bruce's life at the time before his parents died. That just destroys my idea of the Waynes. <laughs> it really does. His dad is a huge dick in this book. Good thing he's dead. <laughs> so it's basically just justice. Yeah, kind of. Justice yeah. before Batman. Yeah. It, it, it kind of feels that way a little bit. Um, it introduces Enchantress into Bruce's past because she was there with him as a child, pushing him in the direction of the dark, which I thought was really interesting. Um, more importantly, it introduces Etrigan, who I fucking love in this book. Because the way they did the art in this, um, so Etrigan from Morgan Le Fay time is this greenish demon. Let me find the page here. Um, who usually looks like a lizard, has fins, speaks in rhyme. But in this book, he's a rapper and he looks humanized, but he's got like 
horn piercings and and piercings in his ears to make his ears look like his normal fins and stuff like that. So he's completely humanized, but still super, like, you can tell who he is just by looking at him. You might not be able to remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> like, I couldn't. But it's just a really interesting take on him and modernizing him in a way that makes sense. Um, the other part I really liked in this was Dead Man. He has been in the book since issue one, Hoppin' Bodies. Um, they kind of discuss his addiction to being in a body because that's the only way he can feel things. Yep. And uh, at one point, he runs into a burning building with Batman, and the body he's in sets on fire, oh. and he starts burning, and he's talking about how awesome it feels. Like, he can't get over how it feels to, like... He's like, this is so intense. Like, it's the best high he's ever had sort of thing. Um, the ending of this issue, as we know, in the first issue, Joker is dead, air quotes, dead. We don't know for sure that he's dead, but it seems like he's dead and everyone thinks Batman killed him, even though Batman can't remember. Well, this ends with Harley trying to get Batman to unleash, <laughs> basically, and admit that he killed the Joker. And the last page of this is... I think she does get him to unleash on her in a way that you would never expect Batman to. I'm not talking about, like, rape or anything, guys. But he is maybe trying to kill her with his bare hands. So really? it's a very intense-looking page. And then you just see Batman's back in front of the bat symbol. And, like, you just see Harley's legs sticking out. Yeah, and Enchantress. The art in this book is crazy. Like, they do not leave anything out. It's, again, no bat penis in this one, so that was slightly disappointing, but <laughs> really good book still. Part of the DC Black Label. Uh, I don't think any other Black Label issues have come out yet. Nope, that's the only it's book. The only so one. Well, I mean, ever the, the bat member The controversy. Incidents. Yeah. <laughs> the controversy with the bat penis. Uh, God, it's such a good story, though, so I really, I'm glad that they just decided not to shelf this after that whole thing mm -hmm. with that. Because um, it is a really good story, and I just, I can't stop looking at it. It's a really good book. <laughs> it is beautifully done. That's um, all I got. Alright, uh, any news that's worthy of talking about this week? I don't, is there? Did you find any news that's worth talking about this week? Eh, not really. No. I mean, it really was a lot of lists of this, lists of that. How we spent our last year talking yeah. about stuff. Kind of like how we started off this things, uh, episode. Stuff and things. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Charles, do you have anything that uh, you saw on the news that's newsworthy? Uh, not really, but I learned a couple interesting things uh, just, just the other day while trying to look up topics. Well, we're not in the interesting things part of our podcast okay, yet. Okay, right. <laughs> well, good, because they're not that interesting. Don't let him boss you around. He likes to do that. He's a dick. I want to I wanna, um, I wanna add one more thing about Aquaman. Can I do that? Mm -hmm. Sure. Is that mm -hmm. cool? Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't. Okay, it really doesn't. So you have this 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 uh, queen, would be, right? The Nicole Kidman yeah, character. Yeah, Nicole Kidman's sure. character is supposedly queen. She must have, she must have the power to... Um, the bloodline or something like that. Yep. And then this king that never shows up. Right. Who's the father of the other guy. Yep. Right? 
He never shows up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the timeline is she leaves the kingdom. Right. She leaves Atlantis. Mm-hmm. She goes. She has sex with this dude. They pop out a baby. That's the firstborn. Yep. There's no king involved. Right. That's the firstborn of a queen. Right. That shouldn't be the heir to the throne. Mm. Shouldn't be. But I think that she has the bloodline and this other king fella Doesn't. is a nobody. Or he's the he's the king from a, one of the other kingdoms. Okay, but where, where did he go? Right. When yeah. she comes back, she f- has sex with him. Right. And then has, has a kid who's the second born. Yeah. And then he disappears, the king. Right. He dies. What, how? At uh, uh, old age. Old age? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They talk about him dying uh, after she's, you know, she has the kid and then they're like, bye now. You've done your and then they, motherly yeah, right. duties of then copying this kid out. Fucking, she comes back. Hey, good to see you. That's fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then they banish her. Yeah. Right after that. It's a little, it's a little, if you really think into that whole storyline, it, it's a little um, not woman friendly <laughs> at all. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I want to talk uh, about that because when I was watching it, um, I watched it again last night and I was just like having this yeah. discussion with my friend. Like, you know, this doesn't make any sense, right? Right. Maybe they're working on like old English rules where these people are probably actually related they're both Atlantean. She's of royal bloodline. He's like a second cousin twice removed or something like that. <laughs> Maybe. So yeah. <laughs> that, that's, oh, yeah. It's right. interesting. So you know the Batman Who Laughs little miniseries yeah. that just started? And we got to see the Grim Knight. Yes. So the Grim Knight's going to actually now have a one-shot comic book now oh. to go off it. I'm loving this more and more. Because these characters... Or just these characters are having mm. more depth to them than what they've already shown because they're fucking great. Yeah. Quite happy about that. Something that I know that you will be a bit sad about, uh, Paper Girls is ending this next year. Um, my, no. What? You gave up on it? It's, no, it's, it's good, but it's, you know, you get to a point in a comic book where you are reading it and reading it and reading it and reading it. You're just kind of ready for it to be over. Even though it's good, but you just don't want to keep buying it every week. I'm kind of at that with with Paper Girls. It is very good, and from my understanding, they're going to uh, option it for either a television show or a movie. So okay, I could see that. Yeah, but it's ending next July. So. Okay, there's an end in sight. Yeah, so I guess <laughs> only a few more months to keep buying that. Um, in Actually, this uh, this was hilarious. I heard the other week, um, Ryan Reynolds uh, got pranked by Hugh Jackman oh, and Jake Gyllenhaal. The Christmas sweater. Event. Yes. yes. So they they invite him, Ryan Reynolds, over to a party that they were having, and said, "Hey, it's an ugly sweater Christmas party. You know, get your ugliest sweater." So Ryan Reynolds shows up in this like I think it's a bright green, just like huge like present gift wrap type looking ugly sweater when. No one else was wearing an ugly sweater at Let's all. Let's be very clear. He still was the best looking man in the room. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, he could have rocked it. I don't think it was that big of a prank. Just some of the pictures of him looking kind of mopey faced and the other guys kind of like laughing like, ha we got you. Yeah. Which I know that's probably all staged, but they obviously did get him a bit by having him show up and be the only one that's dressed up ugly sweater, which... Stars, they're just like us. <laughs> <laughs> Except for not ugly. <laughs> or they're exactly opposite of us, 
the wealthiest celebrity in the world is none other than George Lucas. He has now surpassed Oprah. He's surpassed even Spielberg. I mean, there's athletes, there's other people that are worth more, but I guess, and I guess I wouldn't really call him a celebrity anyways, but yeah, he is. But George he, Lucas? Yeah, he's a celebrity. I don't, I don't, He's not a common man. I would say, yeah, but I feel like I'd label him more of director, producer. Yeah, it still makes him a celebrity. Well, yeah, I guess so. I guess. And the, I don't think celebrity is based on the fact that you're in a movie. I okay, guess. yeah. I guess we celebrate their we celebrate their tea yeah celebrate their tea celebrity we throw their tea off the edge of the bowl um, well he's estimated to have roughly five point four billion dollars yeah well let's, he still makes money off the toys well and he so he owns um the the ranch what the fuck is the name of that I think it's just called the ranch the Neverland Ranch no it's uh, uh Luke, Skywalker Skywalker Ranch, ranch yeah. yes where. Everybody who makes movies goes and does their sound editing, like because it's one of the best sound editing studios in the world. So I'm sure he still makes a shit ton of money off that. I'm not surprised by that at all. That was a little bit though. I always thought he like, sold Star Wars for so much money. All he has to do is just put that in the right yeah, fucking true. bank account. That's true. <laughs> he can live off the interest for that for the rest of his life. Uh, speaking of Star Wars, there's been talks that. And the next movie that comes out is going to have a time jump. Which, yeah, I read that too. And I, I, I don't think that's like big news because obviously uh, a new hope or not a new hope. Uh, what was the what was the one that just came out a couple of years ago? The f- not the Last Jedi. The Force Awakens. Yeah, Force Awakens. I mean, that was a thirty-year jump, so it's not yeah. that big of a deal. Yeah, but I, and and in between Return or Empire and Return of the Jedi was a good amount of time. Yeah, this is at least a couple years. Yeah, because this... uh, you know, Luke shows up all mastered out and stuff. He's a he's he's now he's, he's a Jedi. He's been through some stuff. Yeah, and this I think is partially though. I don't think this is originally how it's going to happen. I think originally they're going to just pick up right after. But but with Carrie Fisher and everything, this exactly. gives them time to work around. Which I always thought though they said her story arc was still going to go in the same way. Which again I thought would be. Ending in death because we're gonna have death of each of the originals, but how much they do, how much CGI, that's gonna get a lot of people in seats. That movie's gonna make a shit ton of money just because of what it is. But I think uh, the Carrie Fisher legacy is going to bring in a lot of fans that might have maybe waited a, a week or two. I hope they have her death scene with her just flipping everybody off as she dies because <laughs> that's and how just she like would... hit the coke. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's how she would want to go. <laughs> she just pulls out a magic bag of like stuff and throws it at someone's face and like blinds them with white powder. <laughs> oh my! Oh, all right. Um, so do you think that Billy D. Williams will be in for the next one? God, I fucking hope so. I mean, if they oh, could pull so. that off, then that would be a really nice wrap yeah, up for would. everybody. I think. Well, going back to uh, 2018, things looking in the past. I was surprised about the Han Solo movie. Oh. Wasn't as terrible as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Still wasn't the greatest, but I enjoyed the ride for the most sure. part, except for his stupid last name coming oh. up. Han Solo. You're, you're not with anyone? <laughs> you're going solo. They didn't have to do that. Why'd they that, do that? that that's <laughs> the one thing so they dumb. didn't need to do. <laughs> 
but it was better than what I was expecting. So there's that. Uh, Charles uh, hit us with the knowledge bomb. What did you learn about? I don't know. You're saying that you had you wanted to go on some rant about things that you learned. Oh, oh! In my searching, I learned about this. Uh, was it Rob Lichtenstein about the woman drowning uh, art print? You know about this? Mm. Have you heard about this? You know about this? Mm, 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 mm. Nope. So there is this this painting, right? Which which made this guy extremely famous, and it's actually just basically a copy or a ripoff of a of a cover of a comic book from well, shoot. I don't I don't want to be wrong here, but really really old and meaningless, right? And it says on there's like a woman's face is like surrounded by water, and it says I'd I'd rather I'd rather sink than call from call for help from Mal or something. Speaking of which, like, is Mal even a like a person's name? Have you ever heard anybody named Mal? Well, the lead character from Fireflies' yeah. name was Mal, but it was short for Malcolm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Second. Okay. And as I say, I've heard someone Mallory named Mal, but that's just nickname. Yeah. But yeah, never really a guy. But I guess there, I've yeah. heard one. Yeah. The only reason I remember that is because the, when the guy gets killed, he's like, "Guy killed me, Mal. Killed me with a sword." <laughs> <laughs> How cool is that? Well, I learned about it, and I I learned the history of the how the guy ripped it off. But it's still, it doesn't make it less uh, less lovable. It makes it even more lovable. Just the idea of there's a drama behind it. Like this guy steals this style of whatever, you know. And it's basically the same exact thing. He just changes the words in it a little bit. Yeah, that's the one here. You know, have you seen this? So no. Lichtenstein, if anyone is not familiar with Lichtenstein, when you think of pop art, that's who you think of is Lichtenstein. Well, second to uh, Warhol. Warhol. Yeah. yeah. But the so when you see like when people do pop art costumes with the little dots on their faces yeah, and yeah. stuff like that, that's usually that's, based on Lichtenstein yeah. sort of art. So just to clarify cuz he was confused. You could tell by the look <laughs> on his face. <laughs> <laughs> this thing this thing being extremely famous and no it seems like no one's ever done any uh, research on it yeah. to find well clearly you know, you don't just make something like that. I don't know. Right. I'm, I'd am i be surprised if he came up with himself, you know. So comic book art, old comic book art, was done by houses. So a lot of times there wasn't even Wait, a name and my house could draw a comic? Shut up. Um, he's, trying to, he's trying to be a part of the conversation. <laughs> so a lot of times there wasn't even a name attributed with it. And if there was a name, it was a made up name. Um, because so many pe- different people worked on everything. And a lot of times they were they were females who they didn't want to give credit to. Uh-huh. So I'm not surprised that he was able to, you know, snag this and kind of do his own thing and make it his own. But You know the whole time you guys have been saying Lichtenstein, I just keep thinking of the castle. Uh-huh. Famous castle in Germany. Uh-huh. Oh. I thought literally you were going to say Castle Wolfenstein for oh. a second there. <laughs> I'm going to be dumb. I'm not deaf. I heard what you said. Oh, That's um, interesting. Now I'm going down a Wikipedia hole. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's terribly interesting. <laughs> and there's even there's even art inspired by it, like memes, basically, about it, making fun of it. And taking the same thing and adding different... Basically, it's a really old meme that... It's really nice. It's the first meme. It's one of the... Yeah. <laughs> next next to... Next to Ugg hitting... <laughs> Uh, the dinosaur with the club. People went as far as to recreate the entire first the comic uh, cover, not just a little section of what he did, and then renamed it like, um, "I'd rather sink than let Rob uh, steal." Are you saying he cropped he cropped the image? Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. cropped the watermark out of it. 
No, 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 no. The, the water. Inside oh. the water area oh, okay. of the comic. Gotcha. <laughs> it's, oh. it's, it's kind of confusing to like, try to imagine, but... Interesting. Actually, um, if you look on Facebook, I released the picture of the original. Oh, did you? I put it on my uh, timeline. Okay. I just thought it was very interesting. Well, cool, cool. I will have to go down that rabbit hole, too. For sure. And you guys can all find me on Facebook at... Uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> Go for it. Sell yourself. I have no idea. What like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, booze in a book this week uh, was Fantastic Four number five. Dun, the dun, Wedding. Alicia Masters and Ben Grimm. And we are going to pair that with, and I'm going to kind of just flip a, a coin if it's going to be the first or the second because it doesn't matter. All right. We're going to go with the Smirnoff Iced Cake flavored vodka. Just because... I was looking wedding like wedding cake, and I was like, "Oh wait, there's a tons of cake flavored vodkas that you can just take shots sure. of that tastes so fucking good." Gross. You see? Gross. I'm not. I'm you, but I'm not a vodka fan unless it's mixed into a white Russian. <laughs> 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 then I will drink a lot of it. So that is your booze in the book this week. Uh, that book was eight bucks. It was huge. Whoa. And it, it was, was it was eight dollars. Well, it was uh, was it a like double? The, it yeah, the eighty-eight pages or whatever. Page wedding yeah. issue. Was it extremely disappointing? No, it was good. It, it I mean, it happened. Uh, they got married. Um. Yeah. It wasn't one of those f- fooling me ones. Well, yeah, they actually got married <laughs> this sort of thing. Someone they... actually got married this <laughs> year, and just be oh, going back to. Shittiest things yeah. of 2018. The bat wedding. Fuck that. Oh, I was still pissed. <laughs> you Thanks were... for reminding me. I was all like, the comic industry did no wrong this year, but it yeah. did. You were more pissed about the lead up to that than the actual results of it, I think. Well, it was all the extra uh, issues that they came out with for it. The prequel to the wedding that sure. were fun, and I liked it, but it didn't have any payoff. No. Well, with that, uh, stay thirsty for uh, a better 2019.